welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis, and I'm with my lovely wife, Rachel, and we are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm, encourage, challenge, and inspire you to take it all to new heights, and we want to celebrate everything you get to experience in this adventure of a lifetime called home education. Welcome to episode number 94. Today's show is titled, A Carmen Family Thanksgiving. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. Okay. So, this week is Thanksgiving week. It is. And it's probably our family's favorite holiday because we will actually spend the whole week together. Right. And we are planners, so we Mm -hmm. put together a plan of things that uh, we will do as a family. Right. The goal is to make lots of memories. Right. So we're going to share with our audience some of what we do at the Carmen Family Thanksgiving right. in hopes of uh, giving some ideas, some uh, brainstorms, some golden nuggets that people can take away. And some say, inspiration. Ooh, maybe that'd be a cool thing to do this week. Right. Or next year. Right. Or just during the holiday season in general. So exactly. I'm going to let you start with a, a little overview of what the week looks like, and then we'll dive into some of the specific things we will do. So first of all, I just want to say that I love Thanksgiving. It is truly my favorite holiday. Of course, I love Christmas, but I really think Christmas without the preparation of Thanksgiving can fall flat because I think Thanksgiving prepares our hearts and minds in the act of Thanksgiving of being grateful for all that God has done, who He is, all the blessings, abundant blessings that He's given us. So we enjoy the whole build-up to Thanksgiving. I had my table set for Thanksgiving, what, four weeks ago? So it's it's just such an exciting time around our house. We do our, thank, our thankful tree that's been up for four weeks. We do that. But in anticipation of all the kids coming, we send out an email. We did this weeks ago now where we send out an email and ask all the kids because we will have, I think it's 18 people here this week, and everybody will be here. And so some of them have been at college programs, which means the food is not outstanding. And some of them are just, you know, in really strict budgets out on their own, doing their own thing. And so I tried to... We try to plan activities and meals that everybody can look forward to and be excited about and participate in as far as they want to. And so that's been the lead up, right? But I just want to tell our listeners before you panic and think, oh, it's too late. It's not too late. Several of these things you can do, still do this week. And then other ones you can begin now planning for next year. But more than anything, we want to cast a vision so that you can really capture your Thanksgiving time together with your family, whether they're all littles or they're in junior high and high school, there's such a great opportunity here at Thanksgiving to really set the trajectory for the rest of the year. Right. So if, if you've ever listened to any of our um, January uh, podcasts, you'd know that we start with a year of goal making and you you find out probably through the course of listening to us that we are planners we enjoy planning and we feel God's pleasure when we plan, kind of like Eric Liddell felt God's pleasure when he ran. The way we organize the week is it's not strict. It's not down no. to the minute. No. It's flexible. There's lots of grace. So even right. though we're planners, there's lots of grace. So the way we do it is we break up the day into 
three four-hour blocks. We have our 8 a.m. to noon, our noon to 4 p.m., and our 4 to 8 p.m. And then this week, or this week during Thanksgiving, we actually have all of the 8 to 12 blocks in the morning essentially as free time and breakfast time. Now, there have been years in the past where we actually had some activities during that block of time and actually had to take it back looking at our schedule here. Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock, we're getting family pictures. Right. So there is some activity in that block, but we build in the free time, kind of like a, a, you know, a retreat where you go away for a while. There's free time built into the structure time. The afternoon time and the evening time is a little bit more structured. We'll share some of what we're going to do. But then Rachel and I go to bed early. But after 8 o'clock, people are still up doing their thing. So <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we... And in the morning, too, we want to, we want to allow our kids to rest because they're all very diligent in their various programs that they're involved in. And so everybody... You and I are usually up really early. That's just... We're animals of habit. But... So we try to allow for them to rest. And so while there are, there's a whole menu plan and that's maybe a podcast for another time. I've got all the food planned in advance, but everybody can sort of, you know, get up, get their first cup of joe or a cup of tea like I get and breakfast is ready and it's kind of everyone comes when they want to. It's, but it's really leisurely in the morning and everybody, you know, snuggles up with their book or whatever. So that's kind of how we do the morning. But we have some things we've done forever, Davis, that the kids really love. And even though our oldest is 31 now and our youngest is 18, ah, my goodness, when did that happen? 18 yesterday. I know. So even though that, you know, they're all obviously older, some of these things we still do year after year. So one thing is I fell in love with the book um, through our um, years of five in a row called Cranberry Thanksgiving. And so every year on Thanksgiving Day, we have the reading of Cranberry Thanksgiving. And while I think the book has a lot of, of great, it's it's just more a sentimental thing than anything. It's a great story, and it does have a great moral of grace and forgiveness, of character. I mean, all of that's great. It's really more just something we've always done. It turned I, into a family tradition. It did. It did. And so we, especially when the kids were little, that would have been our five-in-a-row book, the, like the week before, right? And so we would always just read it one more time. And I remember one year, maybe more than one year, the kids actually acted it out, mm-hmm. which was so precious. Really? And so, yeah, so we always have the reading of... Cranberry Thanksgiving, and I'm going to go over the things we've done for a really long time first. And we have probably for 20 years also done this thing that I saw in Southern Living Magazine where you take an Oreo cookie and you disassemble it. And I don't, I'm probably some of our audience members have seen this and you turn it into a turkey. So you use a malt ball and candy corn and uh, red hot, red hot right, and chocolate icing and all of these things. And in the magazine, Southern Living, where everything is perfect all the time, um, it was supposed to be your place card. So then you would make a place card and stick it in the turkey, right, and, and all is all right with the world because it looks really cute. But here we've turned it into something a bit different than that. So it has evolved over the year. The kids, who doesn't like all of the components of that turkey, right? I mean, so when the kids were little, they would make the turkeys, but they'd be missing feathers because they'd eat the candy corn (laughs) instead of using it as the feathers, or they'd eat the malt ball and they didn't have a body or whatever. 
But over time, this has evolved into this pretty intense contest with the kids. A turkey-making contest. And what's always amazing to me is even though everybody has the same items, ingredients on a plate, and the same amount of time, we'll usually Mm -hmm. give about 30 minutes or so to make your turkey. Right. They all look wildly different from each other. The creativity that comes out is actually quite shocking and surprising, even though I think my kids are pretty creative. Yeah, so we always, so every year they have those basic fundamental ingredients that we just discussed, and then we always throw in something new. So we threw in one year, we threw in um, shredded wheat, and one year we threw in powdered sugar, and just, it could be anything, right? So we threw in some renegade ingredient and they have to use all the ingredients that's the thing and they only i think last year they were only allowed one tool and it was a toothpick so we we set out davis and i planned this out and very strict rules because everybody wants to know exactly you know what's the time frame what do they have to use what are the and what are the criteria for winning so we have the most realistic right the most creative uh, yeah, what we, are some of the other categories? We, well, we, over the years, we've had a lot of different categories. So sometimes it's just the one most representative of Thanksgiving, right? So it doesn't have to be a turkey. It could be something else. So we set up all the parameters, the ingredients, the time, list, the time limit, everything. And I actually go to the trouble. I put all the ingredients. Everyone has their individual paper plate that all their ingredients are on. And then presentation, baby, that's part of it, right? So you don't want your plate to look messy. And then they're all assigned a number. And you and I and my parents, Grandin and Paul, are the judges. And so we cannot go in there. They all well, work around, it. right, they, they all work around the big table we have in the dining room. And it's a thing. I mean, we're you and I and Grand and Paul are in the kitchen, and we're doing our thing. And you can, almost, you can almost get out of hand sometimes. It, yeah, because they're very intense. And then they have to line them up, and then they have to leave the room, and then we go in and judge. So that is a fun, fun thing. And so, obviously, it doesn't have to be an Oreo turkey or anything like that. But doing something together like that, creating something together... I just think that that's a really fun tradition. Okay. So let's, let's talk about some of the other things that are on our schedule for the week. Okay. So another thing that we, two, three things that we started doing just recently. So as the kids got older, I told you that we did the cranberry Thanksgiving thing one year as a play. Well, now the kids are older. And so the whole play thing has not escaped us. It's something we still love to do. But now... The kids, I still call them kids, Um, someone chooses a Shakespeare reading to do. So we have a whole time block block set aside where everyone has a role and we sit around and read some Shakespeare play together, which is a blast. So there'll be apple cider and hot tea and coffee and some sort of something. I think last year, Benjamin and I made spinach puffs, which were divine. So we just have, we have snacks and everybody has their beverage and we read a Shakespeare play. That's pretty fun. Well, and what's really interesting this year is our two daughter-in-laws actually co-conspired to pick which one they're going to do, which adaptation, assigning some of the parts. So they've kind of on their own in anticipation of Thanksgiving, got together, had phone calls, Zoom meetings, whatever they did to make it it work uh, with all the people that would be involved. So that's, that's pretty neat to... See how that just comes together. So then another thing that we we began doing just a few years ago is 
we've had several parties here at the house, and you're really good to string lights across the driveway, which is no small thing to do. Well, the kids all love to swing dance. And so there was a request several years ago now, could we string the lights and have just a family dance party down in the driveway? We've got the speakers and everything. We've got a nice crowd of 18 people. That's right. And Anderson um, has done some DJ work. I mean, I don't know that he's ever gotten paid for it, but just he knows how to put a great playlist together. And so we do that one night. And we added last year sort of a twist. We did chili by the, we have a campfire kind of thing. We had chili outside. We had dancing on the driveway. And so it was just great. It was a cool, crisp night. It was clear. And we were dancing under the lights. And again, it's just another fun thing to do together. So that's. And as much as anything, everybody likes the anticipation right. of, oh, good, we're going to get to do we're that again do this. this year. And we also did s'mores. That's the other thing we did. So that's another night. And then um, the other thing that we came up with a few years ago was the kids wanted to showcase. And like do a talent show, like something that you've been working on this year. And our two sons that were still here at the time were working on 40-hour projects. And then a couple of the other um, kids, um, one of our daughters-in-law did musical theater. Our other daughter-in-law has just done theater. And so everybody thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll pick something and I'll do it at this talent show. I'll memorize a poem or a canto from Dante or I'll write a song or I'll showcase some of my art. or what well, It could be anything, right? And so we've done that the last few nights. Now that ends up being stacked on Thanksgiving Day. So Thanksgiving Day, you know, this year we're just going to do a 5K walk in the neighborhood. But we've run a 5K in the past in the morning. And then we come home and everybody cleans up and we read Cranberry Thanksgiving. We do the turkey contest. We have the feast and, you know, we're intermittently cooking all through all those other activities. And then after the feast, which we usually have late afternoon, we do the talent show that evening. And that's what our Thanksgiving day often looks like. And that's the day, right? And so after the talent show, it's like dinner and a show, right? So afterwards, it's a dessert theater. So we have all of the desserts you can imagine that go along with Thanksgiving. So that's kind of like our Thursday, but it doesn't have to be like that for everybody else. But that's just sort of how we've we've done it over the years. And then we do the dancing another night and the, um, the Shakespeare another afternoon. Another thing that I really think is a great thing to do during Thanksgiving, and especially for us since we've got six launched, and this is our family holiday, so we won't have most of our kids here at Christmas because we nabbed Thanksgiving, and so our in-laws get Christmas. We prioritize family pictures. And I will say that's something I really do want to encourage you to do, especially now families that are listening to us. You know, once they launch, catch all the pictures that you can while they're home. You know, make sure you capture that. If it's just y'all taking a selfie together, take advantage of the time to take lots of pictures when you're together because you just don't know. I think last year we had everybody Thanksgiving and Christmas. I think even Anderson and Laura came for a little bit. So we had everybody last year for both holidays, but I really think there's a high probability we will not have some of them for Christmas this year. So... 
just again, just a, a reminder, something you know. Take all the pictures you can when you're all together because yeah. you just don't know when it's not going to be all together again. Yeah. Now, uh, we'll, we will also have a movie night. Oh, right, yeah. We're going to celebrate uh, Benjamin's birthday tonight. His birthday was actually yesterday. Yeah. We'll actually yeah. celebrate it tonight. Yeah. And then the one thing that I thought you were about to go towards is we're actually uh, concluding this week, Friday night, we're going to have family game time. Right. We're going to be playing some games. It might be board games, card games, charades. Who knows what kind of games we'll have that discussion and pick everybody. But, it, but we have the time blocked where it's now game time. And right. uh, a couple of our kids are really big game on collecting right. games. And they'll often bring their suggested games and teach us how to play. Some are complex, some are easy. Mm -hmm. And then even after the game time is officially over, it usually spurs interest in playing another game that they've either played before or that they haven't played yet. And so uh, it, it they all tend to take on a life of their own, even with the assigned structure time. Well, and even since you brought that up, I, I think it's kind of cool even to think of what the Friday structure is. So Thursday's kind of intense, right, with all of that stuff. But Friday's like this big exhale. Everybody sleeps in, right, and it's waffles in the morning. So it's just a whole waffle bar, super simple. And then we do Shakespeare in the afternoon, and we do game night that night. Leftovers so no cooking, it. no cooking at all. It's all leftover day, so every man for themselves. And it's just... The true exhale because the next day everybody heads back. Right, Saturday everybody will start heading back to their respective locations. Which means I strip a bunch of beds and do a bunch of laundry and <laughs> reset the house. But yes, I really want to encourage our families. You know, if you have littles, we were with a family last night that all of their kids are 13 and under and they have nine. And so it, it looks different when that's your moment, that's where you are, that's your season than it does with us, with our seven older, and with grandparents coming in. But whatever it is, I would really challenge you to make sure you're intentional. Make sure you're not, this is my admonition, make sure you're not just in front of screens the whole time. Right. Don't do that. And mom and dad, you set the tone for that. But don't don't whittle away your time this Thanksgiving season just having a screen all the time. Well, and to that point, I was going to say one of the reasons we really like the Thanksgiving holiday is... Unlike Christmas, there's there's not an emphasis on gift giving. Right. So all that pressure is, is off. It's gone. It's literally about what are the relationships? How can we build into the family time? How can we make memories? Right. And one of the best ways is to have a few things that are very mm -hmm. relational. All the things you just heard us talk about. You notice there actually was not an NFL game, a college game, or anything in there. We're sports enthusiasts. But COVID obviously changed a few things for that in terms of our interest and the amount of time we put to it. But more than anything, w when we put together the list of everything we could do, there's plenty on our week this week that were good activities that just wasn't time to do. And so we prioritized the things that would add value to all of our lives. Right. And, and there's one more thing that we're adding this year. So we have a new thing this year that you and I came up with. And again, it's you know, our kids are getting older and we're having new faces in the mix. And so you and I have devised something for the kids to do, another competition where we're dividing them into two teams and they don't even know about this yet. So that's what's so cool about it. So we're yeah, this is a brand new thing that we've never done new. on Thanksgiving before. So we've divided them into two teams and we're actually going to do a 
a picture scavenger hunt. So somebody will have to have on their phone, they will take pictures of them as a team doing a variety of different things. So they'll have to sing a Christmas carol in public somewhere. They'll have to go to a Christmas tree place and all circle. I mean, we haven't gotten the whole list. I've, I've still got some I want to add and make sure we've got that ready. But we're going to print it off, give it to both team, one to each team. Davis and I will go with each team to validate everything they did. They'll have two hours to do this whole list of things, then come back to the house. And we feel like that'll be a real fun thing to go through and look at in years to come. Again, just whatever you do, we would just encourage you to do it on purpose and to add in lots of opportunities to come together in a variety of different ways to encourage each other. Laughter is a glorious thing. You know, when everybody's gone Saturday, I'm still going to have the echoes of laughter through this house. And and that's the glory of spending holidays together. Right. So we love Thanksgiving and I hope you've enjoyed this conversation, but it's time to bring it to a close. So thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. And if you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool. And we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apology Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the award-winning publisher of creation-based science and a brand new Bible curricula for homeschooling families. It's called The Word in Motion and is designed for all learning styles, visual, auditory, and kinetic. Yes, your kids will be required to move as they learn the Old and New Testament storylines and the key words for all 66 books of the Bible. The course includes streaming video lessons by author Rachel Carmen, stirring narratives, thought-provoking review questions, and engaging notebooking journal activities. You can learn more at apologia.com Bible. The Word in Motion, published by Apologia in partnership with Walk Through the Bible. Go to apologia.com Bible, a great place to explore God's Word. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.